May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart always be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So today's lessons are, they're hard for us to hear. Amos with his words of warning, alas, for those who are at ease in Zion, they shall be the first to go in exile. And Paul's letter to Timothy with his warnings about money and greed. And then there's today's gospel. A friend told me that whenever he hears this gospel lesson that it, that it hurts. And maybe it should. It is a grim lesson, and it's a harsh lesson for us to hear. And right about now, you're probably thinking, it might have been a good idea if I went out for brunch. But it's too late, you all have to listen. Still others will hear this lesson and think, if I have some money and I give it to the poor, easy. It's obviously just a moral lesson for me, for the church, and for the world. Yes, that is part of it. But this is a parable, and parables are never simple, and they're never easy. There's always layers, and there's always different meanings. Because everyone hears and responds to parables differently. For me, I hear these lessons, and and what comes to mind is the gate in the story. There was a rich man, and at his gate lay Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. So I traveled to Haiti several times after the catastrophic earthquake that pretty much demolished much of Port-au-Prince and surrounding areas to work as a nurse in the local hospital. And the second time I went, I had the opportunity to drive up into the hills where the homes of the well-to-do Haitians were. Haiti was an exemplar of a country with extreme wealth and extreme poverty. And as we drove, I could see that house after house had been reduced to rubble. Neither the poor nor the rich were spared from the devastation of this earthquake. But what was so strange is that many of these houses had been surrounded by tall block walls and huge wrought iron gates. And the block walls and the homes were destroyed. And maybe you would see a spiral staircase that rising out of the rubble, attesting of the fact that someone's home once stood there. But the gates were still standing. They were still closed, still imposing, and they were guarding nothing. And so, for me, I wonder, is this gospel lesson calling us to see where are the gates in our lives and in our world? What are the gates guarding? What are they keeping out? 
Who are they keeping in? Where are the gates in our churches and in our country? This is also a story about two men, one rich, one poor. And this isn't a vague description, but it's very specific. The rich man is described as clothed in purple, with fine linen, dined sumptuously every day. And the poor man, Lazarus, is described as a man covered with sores, longing for a scrap of food from the rich man's table, with only the dogs for company. This is a story for us. It's a cautionary tale, perhaps. Because one writer says that the rich man is an allegory for who Paul is warning Timothy about. That the rich man is the person who has become so seduced by wealth and power that they can't or they won't even notice the Lazaruses of the world. And there is always a Lazarus at the gate. Sometimes they're literal. The homeless lying on our streets for want of shelter. The people standing at the gates of the hospital in Haiti waiting, waiting for some help. Or standing in long lines right down the street to get a box of food to feed their family that week. The immigrants at our border longing for a better life. Their misery used to score political points. But sometimes they're invisible, locked away, hidden from our view, victims of violence, poverty, greed, neglect, indifference, injustice, oppression, and discrimination. The gospel story goes on to tell us that both men die. The rich man's probably wrapped in fine linen, anointed with oils, and buried and goes straight to Hades. Lazarus was carried away by the angels to rest with Abraham. The rich man finds himself parched and thirsty from the flames surrounding him, looks up, sees Abraham and Lazarus, and he tells Abraham, send Lazarus for water. Because even in Hades, Lazarus was invisible to the rich man. He spoke to Abraham as if Lazarus wasn't even there, as if the rich man was still in the position of privilege and power and could order the Lazaruses of the world to serve him. Here's the thing. The rich man's sin was not his wealth or where he lived or what he had for dinner. It was his apathy it was never even noticing the beggar at the gate. And even if he did, Lazarus was simply an inconvenience, a nuisance, a lazy good-for-nothing, a problem. And his presence was bringing down the property values in the neighborhood. This parable is calling us to see who is at the gate. And seeing in this gospel is a really big deal. Because to have compassion and empathy for others, we actually have to see them. 
We have to acknowledge their presence, their needs, their differences, their pain. We have to recognize our common humanity with each other. Everyone, a beloved child of God, worthy of respect and dignity. Well, Abraham tells the rich man, the chasm is fixed and no one can go past. I wonder if the chasm hadn't been fixed a long time ago and reinforced every time the rich man came, went through the gate, stepped over Lazarus and ignored him, choosing not to see what was right in front of his eyes. The gate and the chasm were the same thing. It was there in Abraham's life and was there in his death. God didn't build it. The rich man did that all by himself. So where's the good news for us today in this very grim parable? Jesus was preaching and teaching about the very real iniquities of the day, poverty and hunger and violence. And while much is different from Jesus' time, much is the same. And this gospel lesson is a powerful indictment of the world as it is today. And at the same time, it's a call for a radical realignment of the values and priorities of our lives to live as Jesus taught us. As one writer states, this is a profoundly political parable. For Jesus, there is only one world. The spiritual and the material are one. There's no difference between the sacred and the secular. It all, everyone, matters to God. We all matter to God. This parable ends with the rich man asking Abraham to send Lazarus to warn his brothers. And Abraham replies, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. But we are Easter people. We are followers of the resurrected Lord. We are the ones who gather each week in this space to celebrate Jesus' life, his death, and his resurrection. We are his followers. We are the ones who have seen the compassion and love poured out by Jesus in his life and work. So I have to wonder if perhaps this parable isn't just about the unrepentant rich man, it's, it is about us. Perhaps we are the rich man's brothers and Lazarus has been sent to warn us. Lazarus is at the gate. Lazarus will always be at the gate. The parable is not meant to point us or predict what our eternal destiny is, might be. I think it's meant to shape our lives right here and right now, calling us to do the work we've been given to do. Feed the hungry, clothe the naked, heal the sick, visit the prisoner, welcome the foreigner, and let the oppressed go free. To play our part, 
to bring the kingdom of God just a little bit closer. It's asking us to examine our own hearts, to find where the gates are that separate us from each other, from those we love, and from our neighbors. What are the gates for you? Fear, anger, pride, resentment, envy, indifference, greed, apathy, you name it. What are the gates for me? What are they for Trinity Cathedral? What are they for this country? Because the gates are guarding nothing. So let us open those gates that divide us from one another, from ourselves, and from God. Jesus has shown us the way by crossing over the chasms that we keep building again and again and again, showing us the way forward, showing us a way of love and grace. We just need to open those gates and we need to choose to walk through them.